This is the Friday, November 18, 2022 version of the market analysis segment from Market to Market. The Black Sea region dominated the headlines and the trade for the week. The nearby wheat contract was even, while the December corn contract added 15 cents. Outside markets and major weakness in the vegetable oils limited the soy complex. The January soybean contract improved a nickel. December meal gained 6.30 per ton. December cotton decreased 122 per hundredweight. Over in the dairy parlor, December Class 3 milk futures gained a penny. The livestock market was mostly lower as December cattle was even. January feeders cut 92 cents. And the December lean hog contract lost 65 cents. In the currency markets, U.S. dollar index dropped 129 ticks. December crude oil fell 653 per barrel. Comex gold weakened 750 per ounce. And the Goldman Sachs commodity index lost almost 19 points to finish at 616.75. Joining us now to provide some insight, one of our old regulars, Dan Huber. Hi, Dan. Hello. Black Sea region instability. It seems like we've talked about this a lot. The wheat market this week specifically, it seemed to be very sensitive to, do we have a deal, do we not, on allowing these exports? How much longer will that story hang over this market globally? Well, I mean, until this war is finally settled or, uh, or uh, there's some kind of a peace arrangement, it, it's always going to hang over because it's, you know, we, we say one thing, we do another. But, I mean, realistically, every time we get a news story now, the impact seems to be a little bit more muted. So I think, you know, we've, we've, we've grown accustomed to it enough and, you know, we know bushels are still moving. They're significantly less than, of course, they would have been in any normal year. But, uh, but sure, I mean, I will get little blips here and there. I mean, uh, two weeks ago it was, well, we're going we're gonna to back out of the agreement. Well, we rallied for a day and then pretty soon that was forgotten about and you know here this week well we have a we have an agreement so markets broke a little bit but then came back so i can say i think i think they're really just kind of grown a little bit tired of uh getting whips out around by those kind of news stories domestically we're set for a whole bunch of snow in buffalo mm-hmm. that's pretty far from wheat country certainly but certainly. it's cold in wheat country with no snow cover that's why i bring up the the snow oh, sure Sure. Are we more sensitive now, domestically, to the weather story? Well, you know, I think if we were a more of a dominant player in the world wheat market, that would probably be a yes, but we're not. I mean, we're, we're a bit player. I mean, we're a residual supplier when need be. So, it, uh, yes, we, we add into the overall world picture. But, uh, you know, Argentina's issues are probably just as critical as ours are this year. I mean, they've had a, a really difficult beginning to the growing season. Their wheat crop is not looking too good down there. But, it, uh, you know, overall, you know, Europe looks like it's getting off to a good start on winter. I think the the uh, French today rated their winter wheat planted at 98% good to excellent. So it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of parts of the world are looking pretty good. Which wasn't the story last year. Oh, no. It right, was very right, poor, right. dry conditions. Uh, let's go to corn. Sure. Uh, that was the market that looked like it was going to have the best week. And, it, mm-hmm. and the numbers played out. Um, uh, December mm-hmm. corn up 2%. 15 cents. Sure. The harvest low in, Dan? Uh, you know, I think temporary low. I mean, it's, uh, you know, not that it, uh, at some point down the road we won't be able to go lower than this, but I think, you know, we, had, we pushed down, we tested some pretty good support. Uh, you know, really, if you went back to about Wednesday this week, it was kind of questionable. You know, it looked like corn could even break down another 15 or 20 cents, was able to recuperate and then finish the week strong. So certainly I think it says we probably have that, uh, that year-end, that harvest low, 
bounces back up maybe into December, possibly even to the January production reports. But, you know, here again, too, I mean, it's just not a, uh, granted, Mexico, phenomenal buyer of corn the last week or so. But uh, but that said, you know, we're not really being overrun with demand here at this time. Yeah, we're still behind on uh, the, the trailing pace that USDA has said we're going right. to have on exports. So Correct. given that, Correct. those two factors, Mexico and other export sales, what's a range you see, let's say, in this March contract that sure. you see moving sure. forward? Well, you know, you know, I think if we get 20 cents higher than we are today, you know, we've we probably we maxed out what we're going to do on. Uh, we'll, How long we'll find would that be before we to reach that? Oh, 20, yeah, sorry. you know, no, you know. Uh, it, it, you know, granted, you know, as I had commented even this morning on the newsletter, usually we you know, talk about you know who gets the uh, Thanksgiving turkey, and uh, you know right now who who is it? You know, I mean the markets have been so stagnant for months, but I, I would say probably by Christmas, yeah, we should have those kind of rallies in there. Maybe maybe we'll test it back and forth several times. I mean that's realistically all we've done for the last two to three months is just trade back and forth and back and forth in the same range. So it uh, I don't see anything in the news right now that takes us out of there. We'll discuss turkey more. Okay. in Market okay. Plus, yes. uh, because I did have that question from your newsletter ah, this morning. Right. I wanted to ask all you right. about, all right. uh, let's move to soybeans, uh, because we have uh, China and Brazil instability politically, mm-hmm. uh, especially Brazil on the presidential transition. Sure. We just saw the story about China. Mm-hmm. So my question is, I guess, again, as a global one, is that the biggest story right now in soybeans? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we know China has been a substantial buyer in U.S. beans as of late. Now, granted, I think the big thing that's probably going to keep the beans market supported for a while is they, they still probably need to price the majority of these beans, and they won't do that until they actually start loading it. But, you know, they are, they're, going to, they're going to pick up the supplies they need from us probably through the end of the year as they assess what's happening in South America, most specifically in uh, in Brazil, I mean, Argentina just had some challenges, although things are improving a little bit down there right now. If uh, Brazil produces the type of crops that are projected to happen, you know, 151, 153 million metric tons of soybeans, you know, the demand's going to go right back there, and we're we're probably looking at a. Uh, uh, a pretty dour outlook into next year on the soybean market. But, you know, there, there's your million-dollar question. What will the Brazilian weather be for the next two months? Uh, yeah, yeah, right now, off to a decent start. So. so Scott in Augusta, Wisconsin, he already answered your question there. So I'm going to follow up now, Dan, with a range question. Sure. What's this? Well, again, I'll use the deferred month that we talk about. Mm-hmm. These things are in a pretty tight range. We're about to see the range in the last four months really fall much tighter. What's the range moving forward for the next four months? Oh, I really think you, uh, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think the range really stays the same. We've been 1360, 1370 on the downside to uh, maybe a 1430, 1425, 30 on the upside. I think we stay within there. Uh, I, again, unless there is a, a major weather issue we materialize down there, I think that caps us on the upside. So, so the range stays. Home on the range, home in the range. Is that what it would be? Uh, let's talk about this cattle on feed report. Yes. We need to kind of dive into this one because there's a, there's a bigger story mm. that's developing. Uh, initially on feed, uh, 2% below, 98%. Right. What's right. that tell you? Well, I mean, I, you know, one, I think the uh, people are looking at the economics and saying, you know, it's why, why risk the money here at this point in time? We've had, a, we've had a pretty good year up to this point. You know, probably the bigger number or, or the more friendly number was the placements. 
if I don't, if I recall, we're four percent down. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, uh, you know, looking out into the future, uh, and you've already got a market that seems to be pretty uh, tuned to uh, reacting to the bullish news. I think that could be the catalyst that maybe gets us into uh, some higher highs. Are we going to get carried away to the upside? You, you know, with the uh, with the all the inflationary scare that's already out there, with the talk of recession. Yeah, I don't think people are going to go wild on on what they're doing at the meat counter, but that certainly doesn't mean we couldn't see February cattle work up into the one. 158, 159 range in so, the meantime. So to, to button up the placed, uh, placed in October 94%, on feed 98%, marketed 101. 101, right. Uh, let's go to the, you, you mentioned the meat counter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw boxed beef have uh, a little better week. There's this discussion of, I'm not buying the prime. I'm going down the going, line. Down Do you see right. that? Well, you know, certainly I think people are, are uh, they're going to watch their P's and Q's when it comes to what the money they spend. You know, you haven't really, um, you haven't seen people really pull back dramatically as you as you were viewed earlier. Retail sales still 1.3% better last month. You know, that said, those numbers have continued to to slack a little bit each month. You know, they're not quite as strong as they were, you know, say back in the middle of the summer. So, uh, so yeah, I, it's, the demand's not going to go away. I mean, and, and again, the good thing is, you know, all meat, I shouldn't say good, the all meats are high priced, you know, compared to each other or compared to historical averages. So it's, uh, it's not like I can go to, you know, get these extreme bargains here or there unless somebody's running some kind of a feature to get you into the store to buy their other goodies. But it, uh, well, that's the, that's the story in the retail picture. Walmart mm-hmm. had a good third quarter because... A bunch of their businesses become groceries, right. and people are going to Walmart to mm-hmm. shop to save money on groceries because food has gotten higher. Target, sure. I believe, was off 52% right. year over year. Now, last year, it's kind of how we started the show, retail sales had been up because the retailers are pushing everybody to shop. So that's sure. a little sure. bit of a bloated factor. But bloated is one thing. Inflation is another. Sure. Does the pressure of food weigh over this market more than the interest rate does? Oh, you know, it, you know, and granted, not that interest rates don't affect us in so many different categories, but, but yeah, I think food takes precedence over everything else. I mean, it's, uh, interest rate is part of the picture, but unless you're out borrowing money or, you know, if you have a ridiculous amount of credit card debt, which is, you know, interest rates are going to hit you hard all the time mm-hmm. if that's the case to begin with. But, but sure, I mean, I think the, uh, the food price is going to tend to make people, you know, be be uh, bargain shoppers, and and just like you say, you know, of course, the, the Target thing is is interesting, and I think that's probably more a reflection of Target's management that they've not necessarily held their inventories as well as well, Walmart had the has. Same problem. Sure, they had sure. A, they they miscalculated on what they were going to buy, and we weren't buying what we had, and, and what the consumers wanted yeah. at that point. So yeah. correct. Right. All right. So given that those. Over large picture, mm-hmm. if I'm a producer at home looking to expand a cattle herd, knowing what I know could be coming, am I buying, trying to find some Ooh. feeders right now? The, uh, you know, and again, I guess I probably wouldn't, uh, wouldn't go too heavy as far as the weights on there, but, but sure, I mean, I think it's, you know, if the economics are there, if you have the, the, the feedstuffs available to do it, why not? I mean, I think the, moving into the first quarter of next year looks pretty respectable. Yeah. All right, hog market, uh, that was, uh, the, it looks like the bulls are kind of hanging around there. You know, a similar situation there. I mean, we've, uh, you know, and granted, I think part of this is predicated on some hope that China is going to be a, a little stronger buyer of pork out there, which may or may not be the case. We know, I mean, the hog 
industry has just been in flux over there between health issues and uh, unprofitability and now shortages of, of meats. So chances are they will be a buyer in there. But, boy, we have already pressed up to some uh, pretty lofty levels in the deferred contracts. Not that we couldn't get higher, uh, not, not that we haven't traded higher than this before, but, boy, very rarely. So it's... Uh, uh, you know, granted the the, uh, the hog and pig report, the last we'll get another one here in December. But I mean, you know, the hog industry was not really expanding, so I mean, keeping the numbers in check uh, keeps keeps the outlook at least uh, positive. But boy, to, to push a lot higher than we have already here, I think it's going to be difficult. Our outlook is we have to say goodbye. Okay, goodbye, Dan. All right, thank Very you. Good. That's uh, Dan Huber, and we're going to put a pause on this analysis, and we're going to continue our discussion and answer more of your submitted questions at our Market Plus segment. Find that on our website of markettomarket.org. That's in podcast form and also on YouTube. All of these resources, by the way, are free. The easy season for great images is when there is work in the field for planting or harvest. Now is when we find out how creative our friends can be and then share their work with you. Plus, we have content of our own available right now at Market to Market Show on Instagram. Give us a follow there. Next week, we will look at how food insecurity is still plaguing America. Thank you for watching. Have a great week.